Do you want something new for your child? Whether they're a teen or a young adult, invite them to try something new, something where they can meet great people, have fun, and be accepted as themselves. And at the same time, they'll learn mindfulness practices and communication skills they can use to help themselves create inner balance and harmony, create focus and follow through, or to just plain feel good. All of this is happening at IBME's New Year's online retreats for teens and young adults. You can learn more and register on Inward Bound Mindfulness Education's website, ibme.com. This episode of the Mighty Parenting Podcast is sponsored by Inward Bound Mindfulness Education. Okay, mamas. It's here. Help for finding time for what matters most. I know how hard it is to be a parent and follow a passion at the same time. Whether you want to work, run a business, travel, or take better care of yourself, I want you to be able to do it and love your family. I believe that when we get to follow our passions, it makes us better parents. So I've created a lesson showing you how I started finding time for things other than being mommy. It's the same method that I use in coaching my clients, and you can get the video lesson at sandyfowler.com slash find-time. sandyfowler.com slash find-time. Welcome to Mighty Parenting, the podcast with real, raw, and relevant talk about raising teens and parenting young adults. Welcome to Mighty Parenting, a community where we help you raise teens and parent 20-somethings so they can become happy, successful, and emotionally healthy adults. I'm Sandy Fowler, stress relief coach, emotional wellness speaker, and host of the Mighty Parenting podcast, reminding you to go to mightyparenting.com to get your free email series on how to talk to your teen. So as a parent, I think one of the hardest things is seeing our kids struggle. It can be heartbreaking for us. I I really do. I think it's one of the hardest parts of parenting. And I think that's why we tend to do things like jumping in where we shouldn't or doing more for our kids than we really know down deep is healthy for them because it's just so hard to watch that struggle. We want to protect them. We want to just wave a magic wand and give them a perfectly wonderful life, right? Well, while we don't have a magic wand, today's guest has identified some important lessons that give our kids a leg up on creating that beautiful life for themselves. Her name is Carmen Katerina, and she is an empowerment coach for young women and girls. And she is joining us today to show us how we can connect with our kids and help them find the magic that's inside of themselves. So Carmen, welcome to Mighty Parenting. Thank you so much. I love that introduction. Thank you. Well, I like what you're doing. It was, it was really a little different, interesting when I went through and perused some of your work there. And I like this idea that you talk about lessons not happening in a classroom, like the most important life lessons don't happen in a classroom. And sometimes as parents, I think we forget that we are looking for those lessons, that we are imparting those lessons to our kids, but not in a question and answer, book and paper kind of format. So could you talk a little bit about life lessons and the really important ones that you have zeroed in on? Yeah, absolutely. So I just want to give you a little bit of background. So my, my background is in education. And so 
being like in New York City schools for many years, I realized that a lot of things we focus on, you know, like when we think about learning, we, we automatically think about school, we think about the classroom, you know, and over the years, like the more kids that I worked with, I realized the more important lessons had more to do with like human connection, um, how to uh, reach them in a way that was relevant to them. You know, a lot of times the focus on academic was lost on a lot of my students because they were struggling with personal things at home. And so started thinking about how I would change education and I started um, learning about different models of education. And then I just searched inside myself and kind of looked at my own life and realized um, you know, what were the most powerful lessons that made like the biggest impact for me? And that's kind of how Lessons for My Daughters was born, because I realized if you have that foundation of being um, a person with like a strong sense of self, then all that other stuff just falls into place. Like the academics, you're more successful, you're, you're more likely to make um, better decisions, you know, for your life. So I started writing and I came up with eight lessons. Once you started you know, identifying these and using these, what impact did you see it have on your daughters? Well, I just saw that not only my daughters, but also the girls that I was working with, they started having that inner light kind of, you know, reignite for them. And it seemed to shift the way they showed up in the world. And they started looking at things differently and not even things that, you know, might appear to be like an obstacle. They started seeing, well, where's the lesson in this? Like, what could I be learning from this? Like, what um, what is the benefit to not getting, you know, what I want, but maybe there's something in here like that I need. And I also saw a really big shift in the way like girls were relating to each other, which is another um, big reason why I, I do most of my work in groups because our children learn the best like from their peers. Um, and there's also like a magic that happens when we listen to someone else's struggles and then identify like ourselves in those, you know, in their stories, it makes like a really big impact on us. And so I really saw the dynamics between girls change and girls being more inclined to like empathize with someone else's um, story and also not feel this sense of like competitiveness and cattiness that we often see as girls are transitioning into middle school and then high school. Yeah, just like really seeing them transform into more of like a community, you know, like helping each other, like how can I empower myself and then empower my sister? Yeah, it's important for kids to have, well, it's important for any of us to have a peer support group of some kind, whether that's friends or book clubs or organizations or coworkers, but people who we feel we can just kind of connect with. And as you said, I, I think that that makes sense that having empathy for another person increases that connection. Yeah, absolutely. When it comes to lessons, you have the eight lessons. I'm curious which 
is your favorite? Oh, wow. That's hard. <laughs> um, so in the eight lessons, lesson, there are two lessons that kind of encompass like self-care. And I would say maybe that's my favorite. I don't know. It's really hard to pick a favorite, but all of my lessons are really about looking at things differently. They're all like very simple. I think that's what I, I love about life is that I think as humans, we tend to complicate things. The most powerful and transformational things are often like very, very simple concepts. And, and talking about the idea of self-care sometimes seems like silly, you know, well, of course I know how to take care of myself, you know, as girls, right. You know, that, um, there's so much that girls struggle with. And one of those things is like body image or, you know, something happens to our girls when kind of society gets the best of them and they are looking in the mirror and they want to change something about themselves. So I kind of take it back to gratitude and appreciating um, our bodies for the miracles that they are, you know? So when we talk about self-care, we talk about how many bodies do I get in this life? You know, like just this one body, like, and how can I really honor her and remember all the incredible things that she's doing for me every single day, just so that I can be here, just so that I can experience the world. And because the, the whole premise of, of the program is really, if I love and feel good about myself, then I'll make good decisions for myself. So, but beyond just the physical body, you know, we focus on like certain things that we don't talk to our kids enough of, and that's like our mental space, our emotional body, like our spiritual body, like how do we protect our personal like energy? And again, when we see ourselves as this gift, um, as this miracle, then we're more particular with who we spend our time with. You know, when we talk about how we're influenced by every single little decision that we make every day, you know, sometimes like kids like when they're transitioning like into adulthood and even young adults like sometimes we feel like oh well we you know we don't have control over like so much of our lives but i remind girls that every single day they're they're making like so many little decisions right and our lives are really made up of the little small things that we do like on a consistent basis and they have a lot more power over their lives than they realize and how can they you know, make the best decisions. So they're not only taking care of themselves physically, but emotionally, mentally, and spiritually as well. So if I had to pick a lesson, I, I think it would be lesson three and four, which are all about self-care. I would give a resounding yes around that because in my work with adult women and my work with parents, so much of it comes back to us. And things we're doing, saying, thinking. And when we don't have good self-care, like you said, on all these levels, it's very hard to be the parent we want to be for our kids. We end up being impatient or short with them or doing things we shouldn't do. As I mentioned earlier, the better we take care of ourselves, the better we can be for them. And real self-care isn't something that I think a lot of us know how to do and are really good at. I think it's something most of us really need to learn to do, especially in the noise 
in our society right now. Well, not just right now, but I mean, it, this day and age in the new millennium, the world is so noisy that it's, it's hard to tune into your body. It's not as easy for it to be a normal, natural thing. I think it takes more awareness and more effort to do those things. Right. You know, you talked about like paying attention to how do we protect our energy? Who are we hanging out with? What are all these little choices that we're making? Again, yeah, absolutely. that's important, right? It, that shapes our day. It, it shapes our, how we feel. It shapes how much energy we have, what we're thinking about. It shapes everything. I, I think you hit the nail right on the head there personally. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I mean, absolutely. I mean, I think the amazing thing about it too, and, and, and I'm glad that you brought up parents, is that a lot of what I teach is for really all of us. You know what I mean? These are things that we're always trying to strengthen, you know, the muscle, like you said, like learning to quiet yourself in a, in a really noisy society is like a tool that we're always, you know, working on. And, and I remind the girls that I work with that the most really important relationship you're going to have is the one that you have with yourself. And then everything else is just a reflection of that, you know? And so if you can master that, that's just, really like such an incredible foundation um, to having a more peaceful, more content life. That absolutely makes sense to me, Carmen. And teaching our kids lessons, sharing this with them, talking to them about how they're really taking care of themselves, these little choices they're making, all of that. In order to do that, we need to be having conversation with our kids and we need to be developing a relationship that is open to that kind of dialogue. We need good connection. And I know that connecting with our kids is also part of your passion, part of your work. And I would love to know some of your thoughts on ways that parents can foster and build that relationship or things we can do to increase our connection with our kids to strengthen that connection. Yeah. So I think like the number one thing that, um, you know, cause I asked myself the question, why, why am I good at reaching girls? I've worked with, um, lots of different populations and, and other educators always said, you know, you have this way of like reaching like even the hardest or toughest quote unquote. I don't like to really label kids that way, but you know what I mean? And I really think the biggest thing is being relatable. I think when it comes to like parenting, a lot of times there's that disconnect, right? Like the teenager looks at the mom and thinks, well, there's no way that you can understand like what I'm going through, right? And because we're always busy like wearing our parenting hat and trying to guide them, or I think sometimes we're even afraid, you know, like to share with our kids like our struggles or maybe things that we thought like were bad decisions that we did. But I think those are like the most important conversations, you know, because what I tell my parents, because part of my program, I always like involve the parents. I always say, this is what we're talking about. Maybe um, you can have this, you know, conversation with them at home because you are like her first and greatest teacher. And um, sometimes like our kids now, uh, granted, our society now is not the same. Uh, there are certain things we can't relate to, especially I think like um, this really highly digitized world, but still the core of 
kids go through, it, it never really changes. And I think the, you know, the most important thing is really being real with our kids, obviously in an age appropriate manner, but talking to them about maybe times that they, you know, felt a certain way or struggled with something, you know, I've done like mother daughter workshops. And sometimes like kids are really surprised, like to see that human side of their parents, but that's what they really need from us. I think like a lot of times, especially as women, like we're so busy trying to do it all and, and, and make it look easy. And sometimes we're afraid to show our kids that we're struggling. I know that I've been in that boat. And I remember somebody saying to me, you know what, don't put on this show of perfection, because then they're going to feel like it's something they can't live up to anyway. And that's something, you know, our, our kids face with today, you know, with social media and like, um, constantly being shown like this highlight reel and this idea that, you know, everything's so good and pretty. When we know that that's not really the case, you know, and I just think it's really important to show our kids that we're human and kind of talk to them about, you know, kind of whatever it is that they're going through, or even if they are not opening up like completely, just really maybe sharing a little bit of, you know, like your human side. And I think that's like really, really helpful for kids. Like for me personally, I feel that is why like my daughters or my students like feel safe to talk to me about things because I'm just real. I don't believe in like sugarcoating, you know, for them. So I think that's really important. Well, you mentioned that things are different and from one generation to the next, things are always different. Right. And there are definitely things in our kids' lives that we didn't experience that do at a core level, shift life. I understand that. But when you were talking, what struck me was when you mentioned feelings. And while the way that our kids live on a minute-to-minute basis or the things that happen in their world that create feelings will be different than what happened to us or may be different, the basic human emotions are always the same. And what struck me was that we can always talk to them about the emotion rather than trying to talk to them about a situation. We can discuss the way we feel about something or if, you know, if we're sharing a story from our own teen years. Hey, Susie Q. I, when I was in high school, I found that oftentimes I felt lonely or I felt frustrated, or I felt angry, or I felt left out. And to discuss how that felt for you, rather than getting into the situation, makes so much more sense, because it is consistent. It doesn't let us fall into that trap of them going, you don't know what it's like, because you didn't have technology. It's like, I'm not discussing technology, I'm discussing feelings. Right. Yeah, absolutely. That makes sense. It's true. And also, you know, I think a lot of times in any generation, we have different strategies to like avoid our feelings. And I think that it's really important to teach our kids that our feelings are valid and they're also, they're not permanent, you know, and, and sometimes, you know, things can feel like really scary and really big. 
But if we remind them that those feelings are normal, like that is so huge, you know, like just for, which is why, again, like bringing it back to the group aspect is like so important because to realize that you're not alone in something, I mean, that simple concept for me has been life-changing, you know, for someone to tell me you're not going crazy, like this is completely normal based on what you've experienced, of course you would feel this way. Like just having someone like validate your experience, it's just huge. You know, it's, it's really, really huge. It's, um, it can make a really big difference in someone's life. I know even again, I, I coach with adults and oftentimes I'll say something like that. And there's an audible sigh of it, not huge, you know, but there's just this relief and the shoulders drop and the corners of the mouth turn up a little bit. There's, there's that you're not alone. You're not the only one. You ever, other people have this experience too. You didn't do something that causes you to stand out in, in pain or in difficulty. You mentioned the idea of being a safe space for our kids. Mm-hmm. And I think that's huge when it comes to connection. And one thing you said is to be real. Can you elaborate on what that, what you mean by being real? Just to be authentic about, you know, who you are as a person. I remember the first time I ever spoke to a group of girls. I shared with them my story about the way that I grew up. Everybody has a first impression, right? So if you are standing like in front of a room, you're the founder of this organization. The girls think like, wow, like she's amazing, but she knows nothing about my life or she can never understand like what I'm going through. So I, I tell them about like the truth of who I am and how I grew up and how I grew up in a really, you know, dysfunctional Um, family and I felt completely alone and I talked to them about how I engaged in like self-harm and things like that or you know at one point I wanted to take my life and I think it it allows them to see like the realness in someone and and because honestly that was, was something that had always helped me If I ever had a problem, like the first thing I would do is go to the library and I would read a book about someone who had a similar problem and overcame it. To me, that was like always inspiring, you know, like, yeah, it's great if someone has this really easy life, but what about like someone who took some really hard, yucky stuff and and turned it into something beautiful? And I share that story with them and, and I tell them how... Miss Carmen wishes she had something like this growing up and I want to be that something like for someone else. I want to be that place that I wish that I had. That's inspiring for people because they see that, oh wow, like if she could do something, then I can do it too. Or my life is worth living, you know, even if in this moment it feels like I'm in the darkest place possible that's not forever. That's, that's temporary. Other people have felt that way too. And they're so happy that they kept going, you know, and then they ended up like almost like what's, what's that movie where it's like pay it forward, right? Like you, you become like, you don't, I, I teach them like, you don't realize like how far your reach will go, you know? And so when I choose to get through something and then shine my light. I affect everyone else around me. And I think that's really powerful for, for people to know that 
that they're they're valuable and they're important and and just their presence here um, will affect many more people than they realize uh, no matter what they do in their life it doesn't have to be anything big you know it doesn't have to be like starting your own company it's just it's just showing up as the best possible you you know that in itself changes the world it just does I think that's a great thing to show our kids is that just being them has an impact. So kind of that idea where, you know, catch your kids doing good, just pointing out different things like, oh, I heard you talk, talking to your friend in the living room and I noticed you really made them feel better. Or when they do something for you. Thank you for the hug. Thank you for doing that. It, I really felt supported. And I think that we can show them rather than just trying to have one big conversation. Have just these little things. Just noticing, commenting, pointing out to them that they do these things. I know when my girls were trying to write essays for the college entrance it was really hard. It's always hard for, us, for anybody to toot their own horn, right? But what I discovered was they just didn't see the things they did as being good or special or anything else. Like they thought they had to be incredibly extraordinary, absolutely extraordinary for something to be worthwhile. And what you were just saying is, no, you don't have to be extraordinary. Just being you is very worthwhile. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So these conversations with our kids, we want to impart lessons. We want to do these things. And, and conversation is definitely king. But many of us struggle to get a conversation started, any conversation sometimes, much less really important ones like teaching these lessons. How can we spark these important conversations with our kids? Well, honestly, though, I don't think they need to be like anything really big. I honestly, I really believe like taking their lead. You know what I mean? So maybe your kid is like a little closed off and you wouldn't just, you know, try to have like this life lesson conversation. But I feel like any, any conversation is special follow their lead, see what they're into, get curious about the things that they're passionate about, the things that they're doing. Like for example, my little one loves um, video editing, you know, like get involved with that. So I think one of the reasons why I do what I do, well not I think, I know, is because of my grandmother. I grew up in a really dysfunctional home, but my grandmother was like this beacon of light and she didn't do anything in particular. She just was like a hundred percent present with me. And she just made me feel like I was the most important thing. She made time for me. She looked for me. She invited me over. As a parent, like think about the people that have made the biggest impact in your life. It's really usually not anything out of the ordinary. It's really those really simple moments of being present because I didn't have parents like to look up to, you know, when I was raising my own daughters, I didn't have like that experience of like what a good parent was, but I had a lot of great friends. And like one of my friend's mom, who I really admire, I remember asking her like, what is your best parenting advice? And it always stuck with me. She said, 
whenever your kid has something to say, drop everything as if what they're saying is the most important thing in the moment, no matter what it is, because it is, it is the most important thing to them. You know, when we have more than one kid, especially, we notice that you can't take the same approach each kid. Like my one daughter, when she would get upset, I wanted so hard to fix it, right? Like you said early on, it's really hard to watch them struggle and we want to swoop in and like make it all better. But I learned as I, as I went on that she needed her space like to process whatever it was that she was going through. And then when she was ready and only when she was ready, she would come to me and she would talk about like whatever happened. And then there were times that she didn't, you know, she found that in her girlfriends or things like that. But I think just being present and being naturally curious about what they're gravitating towards or the things that are important to them. I think that's like a really good place to start. Well, what I got is out of everything you've told us to do, I love, it's very, really boils down to something very simple. And that is be present, be curious, and be real and honest about who we are. And doing those three things will help to build connection with our kids, which then allows us to share life lessons with them, to be their port in a storm, as you said, to be that person they come to when they do need to talk, um, just to, to build that great foundation. And that goes along with what we teach here at Mighty Parenting is that we can't change our kids. We can't change any other human being. So the best place to always look is just, okay, not what am I doing to cause this problem, but how do I want to be in this situation? Who do I want to be? And then that also goes back to the conversation that we had earlier in the show where we talked about self-care and really taking care of yourself, taking care of all the aspects of yourself, your body, your energy, your spirituality, your wisdom, bliss body, everything. And allowing that care to help you and support you in being that best version of yourself, like you talked about. I, I really love this conversation. I, Carmen, I think that this is a great foundational strategy for parents. And I know parents who want more and want to understand more about your work and lessons for my daughters can go to lessonsformydaughters.com. And Carmen, I just want to thank you so much for joining us today and for sharing these great insights with us. Oh, well, thank you so much for having me. I think it's such an important conversation because a lot of the things that we talk about, like you said, you know, a lot of your coaching, like even as adults, we need coaching, right? And so for me, I feel like if we start that at, at a younger age, um, the world would just be a better place. I agree wholeheartedly. And so mighty parents, this is us. We get to be coaches for our kids and we get to help them find a coach when they need one to give them that extra support. And I want to thank you all for being here. If you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, please share it with another parent. Let them know about these ideas so that they can, we can ease their parenting journey and make that a more joyful one. And if you can rate and review in your favorite podcast player, that also helps other parents find this information. So thank you all for joining us today and for being part of the Mighty Parenting community. Remember, you're here, you're listening, so you are a mighty parent. You got this. And I will see you next week.